What? Bright, what's the problem? It's a kid. There's some kid in the cockpit of the gun. Damn. Welcome to Gundam, um, the unofficial podcast of all things Gundam and anime. This is the first episode, and I'm one of your hosts, Soul Bro Ryu. I'm the other one, the old co-pilot here, <laughs> Neil Lornick. I uh, just want to welcome everybody to the first inaugural episode of Gundam. We're, we're podcasting live from Orlando, Florida. Yes. <laughs> Rainy Orlando, Florida today. Exactly. And um, if you want to check out our website, right now we're on the old MySpace at www.myspace.com. Make sure you get on there before the California people do. Exactly. It's up. <laughs> www.myspace.com slash Gundam the show. That's G U N D A M N the T H E show. S H O W. Check us, check us out there. If you're on MySpace, add us as a friend. We'll be glad to have you. And message us with some suggestions or whatever. Exactly. Hey, what's up? Um, we do have an email. That's Gundam, G-U-N-D-A-M-N, at CFL.RR.com. Hit us up with the email there, too, if you have any kind of opinions on the show. And catch us posting on MAHQ.net. That's the greatest mecha-related website out there. And that's where we'll get most of our information. Uh, information <laughs> and input, and um, we love that site. Have been for years. They're also yes. native. They're also Floridian, Floridians, just like us. Yes, Florida based. Florida based, and hopefully we'll get to meet up at a convention soon, so we can shoot the shoot the shot with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the basic idea of what we're going to be doing here is um, we're just going to be talking. We're gonna, this is more of a celebration of all things Gundam and Mech. Um, it's going to be really. We're going to talk a lot about Gundam because um, Sobro and I are big fans of that. But we're also big fans of just uh, mech anime in general. And exactly. we're going to talk about what we like, some of the things that we don't like, some of the things that we think uh, need to help mech anime become more popular, um, and just general discussions of uh, just all things mech. Um, you know, there's a lot of shows out there. Uh, there's We've seen a lot of them, but I know we haven't seen all of them. Not at all. Probably won't. So uh, this is uh, this is going to be one of these podcasts where we definitely want some uh, feedback from the listeners. And you know, hopefully one of these times we start getting this thing big enough, we can actually uh, answer questions or things during the show. So even it's get, all based on that. Even get Bandai involved if we can. Well, we won't go that far. Well, I'm just saying just... Just input from them. He's already he's already shooting for the stars. Oh right now. man! Well, Bandai, we love you. I collect your models and your shows. I bought many of your many of your DVDs. Yes. So don't think I'm one of them bootleggers that go out there and, and download all your shows for free. I don't. I buy your stuff. <laughs> I have the receipts to prove it. I've helped I've helped the stock price a few times. That's right. Quarters. But um, yeah, I mean, so it, the you know the biggest thing that we want here is we're just we're just going to be talking. This isn't really a hate site. We're just going to sit here and talk about what we we're gonna, like. And we're going to be honest and fair. Yes, and that is going to be the big thing. That is our main goal with this show. We're not going to sit there and hate on shows. Yeah. and troll a show. No, we'll pull, we'll point out the good we'll be points. Critical. Exactly, we'll be critical. We'll point out the good points and their bad points. But like, heck, we're critical of shows we love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll sit there and dissect a show that Ooh. we love all day long. Whether it be freaking Mobile Suit Gundam, we'll point out, we'll point out the things oh. that are BS in it. <laughs> All the things. All night. <laughs> All of the things. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, so hopefully it uh, shows probably going to be between, you know, 30, 45 minutes, a couple segments of time. We're going to have news. Uh, usually at the beginning, we're going to have a quick little facts of news. 
uh, dealing with all things mech, with anime, games, books, whatever it might be, models. Things to look out for, things that are coming out. Yep. And things past, shows that you should know about, yeah. but probably don't. But, um, yeah, so we welcome everybody, and we want, we wish that uh, everybody enjoys what we do, and, you know, definitely give us feedback, so. Oh, what about a little about you? What got you into um, mech anime? Well, basically, I mean, my story is pretty... It's pretty unconventional because I never really knew what an anime was until later on when I was like in high school. I used to see Robotech and all that when I was a child, and I just liked it in Voltron and all that. I just liked them because I liked uh, I, I liked kaiju shows. I used to watch a lot of Godzilla, and I liked anything that was big and Ultraman, Ultraman, and all those shows. And it was just kind of the natural progression to actually enjoy those type of shows, and then finally realizing what they were. Um, was was pretty nice and getting into Gundam uh, I had always heard of Gundam I always heard of it as Gundam uh, <laughs> kind of like the name of our show <laughs> would you draw the name of this show yeah <laughs> but um, you know my first real introduction of it was back in 98 when it was shown when Wing was shown on um, Cartoon Network those are exciting times dude yeah I mean it was definitely and it was like wow this is Gundam and then we got to see Mobile Suit Gundam and mm-hmm. then Natural those, progression from there. Those trailers alone, I mean, Toonami really blew up the spot when it came to Gundam yeah. promoting it. And those early years were fantastic. In between um, 98 to 2001, it was like the heyday of Gundam on Cartoon Network. I'm just sorry that Mobile Suit Gundam didn't do as well as Wing. Yeah. And that's the show that should have done better. But and it's funny, though, because it seemed like uh, Stardust and Stardust Memories and 08th MS team were actually more uh, were better received. Yeah. So... But what, what got you into the whole genre of Well, mechs? when I grew up, I used to see shows like um, Voltron and um, anime shows. I didn't even know what anime was back then, but I'd watch um, Voltron and Transor Z, which in reality is Manga Zuzi. Um, it was an Amer- Americanized version of um, one of the greatest super mech shows ever made and the first super robot show ever made, if I, if I recall. Um, but what really struck it home for me was when I was eight years old and woke up one morning, turned on my old little black and white television in my in my bedroom as I got ready for school, and I saw Rick Hunter laying on his bed being called to um, some kind of meeting, and I thought it was uh, some other spinoff of Voltron because they had like 20 million different Voltrons back then. <laughs> well, in reality, two different Voltron shows, but I thought it was another Voltron show. So I'm sitting there watching it. And I was only deferred to find out that it is completely unlike any other show I'd ever watched. It was a drama set in the set, set in the, the um the genre the drama set in the genre of anime about a war with transformable mecha, but the characters were the strongest focal point of that show. They were the focal point. And I was caught up in soap opera for the first time in my life. And it was animated. And from there on I was hooked into anime and more so mecha anime than anything else. And Robotech was the show and um, I'm forever indebted to it for making me an anime junkie. <laughs> well, I mean and, and, and a mecha junkie more so. And then the thing that was great about that show was the fact that and actually Gundam and all those kind of real robot shows was that you finally got to see the villains of who they were. And that, that was always kind of intriguing because even in normal cartoons, uh, American cartoons, you never really get to see the villains. You just always see them as as evil. You know, yeah. they're just there to try to take over the world or whatever and whatever plot. And that was what made these shows so great. And that's what got me into it, too, because let's face it, the villains are always the cooler people. Yeah, for once they weren't villains, they were antagonists. 
Yeah, and um, and there were people. There were people, and they had things that motivated them. They were just they weren't just villains to be evil to be evil. No, they had they had they had they had um what's passion, or they had things that you know caused them to be the way they are. Yeah, or they or they just thought they saw the world in a different way. Exactly, and it may not you know it may not be the right you know you it may not seem to be the right way for you, mm-hmm. but to them they feel that that's. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically that in a nutshell when it comes to us. Uh, These are kind of, that's kind of a sample of the little topics and some of the insight that we'll be bringing. And uh, once again, we just hope you guys enjoy the show. We want you to check us out. And we'll be back in a few minutes to do our first segment. All right. Gun. Hello, Abrinian. How are you? Fine, thank you. Oh my god! Flip the Script is a roundtable discussion covering the topics of anime. I know you guys are just like me. We can't afford to pick up all these volumes when they keep releasing. Where the hell are the movies where I can only buy one thing and enjoy it? A lot of shows with the same themes come to the States first, so we get to miss out on a lot of the original shows. Case in point, Monster, one of the greatest murder mystery sagas that's just been animated in, 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 in Japan. It's about 75 episodes. Wonderful show. Has yet to be picked up. Video games. 360... Or PS3. Which one would you actually spend your hard-earned money on? Both. On, on both? But you, you would have to pick one. Uh, um, the Wii. Can I buy the Wii? <laughs> There's been so much hype about this PS3 that it's like, why? I just gotta see it. And you like, get pushed back again? Japan gets uh, 100,000 on November 11th as we get 400,000 uh, November 17th. That is 100,000 less units of the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to have some fun getting that sucker. Do that you is know true. And, there are and only and the, and the 30 million people living in Canada? Which means about 95% of those people will not be getting but, a PS3. But... <laughs> Television. What is the deal with Dave Chappelle? First two seasons of his show were awesome. Third season came around and the motherfucker wasn't even there. Money got to his brain. Money got to his brain. Money exactly. got to his brain. Now that's what I'm saying right there. He didn't want to do the show if it was going to conflict with his beliefs. I guess he's become more of a devout Muslim. So you know, he's I a Muslim for real. Yeah, he's a Muslim. Who says so? He's a, he's a Muslim. Since when? read anything? Mama man told me this. Oh, I'm too bad. <laughs> Movies. The Protector actually far superseded on Bach. Let's, let's backtrack here. The story is kind of silly, but they just said enough of uh, groundwork for the story so that you can get into the action. Well, after the first 20, 15, 20 minutes yeah. of the movie, it's just it's like, balls okay. to the wall, ass kickery. It's got some of the best camera work I've seen in action. There, there, in there, and there's a lot of chicken bone breaking in this one because <laughs> I'll tell you this Wait. much, folks. Tibulas and fibulas are going like crazy. Everyday stuff. First off, we decided to have a draft, a live draft, and we get together at a sports bar to do this thing and pick the teams. Oh, Guys yeah. are showing up in their favorite team's jerseys. Hey. They're coming with notebooks, hey. pens, pads. They got their hey. best friend on their cell phone um, to give them advice on who to pick. I come as I am, and I'm thinking to myself, I am starting something with a bunch of total they're dealing with the opinions of six different people. Those people include Boy Wonder. I thought it was great that nobody knocked Brad Pitt for breaking up with him. People in doing tabloid news and stuff were just like, man, I'd have done the same thing. Dr. Encyclopedia Black. We know that Angelina Jolie and her father have a bad relationship. And it's like, why? Why do I need to know this? 
Lee Majors. I, I, I feel really good when I actually hear a woman say, yeah, I would have picked Angelina too. I'm like, you damn right. <laughs> Neo the Blondes. The only thing that I see when I see Angelina Jolie is... I, I just wonder how she would break me in two in bed and how I would die a very happy man. Shoji Romero. Once again, I bring up the whole fact that you guys got to know, I have a short attention span. You right. guys bore me, I'm moving on. And Soul Brother Ryu. SNK versus Capcom Card Fighters. I know y'all all laughing out there, but F y'all, that's going to be the game of the year. We'd like to welcome all of you to flip the script. Did you order the code Gun. Damn right I did! All right, welcome back to Gundam. You're the unofficial podcast for all things Gundam and Mecha. Uh, our first topic for the show and for the evening is going to be uh, our thoughts and impressions of the brand new show, Mobile Suit Gundam Zero Zero. Uh, today is actually the day after it aired in Japan. It's uh, October 7th, 2007. Um, myself and the Soul Brother have uh, finished watching subtitled version yes we have via the internet thank god for the internet now <laughs> Ben, don't be angry yeah. sunrise forgive us <laughs> they will get their money and we and we always stress to everybody trust download things but you know buy it if you like it don't worry my future self has already bought the show <laughs> and that's a good segue because uh to be honest with you what i saw um i was very impressed Basically, I haven't really done too much research on what was what the background of the show before it aired. As I a, did it on purpose. As opposed to me, who was scouring the internet for any kind of information I possibly could find. Yeah. When I found out, probably it was about six or seven months ago, that they were going to do a new show, that they really kind of finally announced when it was going to be coming out, uh, I purposely um, did not read anything on there because of my debacle with the whole destiny issues. Oh wait, with all the with all the fake news that was being pulled up, posted up on um, what's the name of that site? Ganada. Yeah, fake Ganada. news there and fake news off the Japanese new type, and it was just terrible. But and for people that don't know Ganada, that's um the website A as an Alpha, E as an Edward, U as an Umbrella, G as in Gary. Anybody familiar with Zeta Gundam? It knows the A E U G, A E U G dot blogspot dot com. Go. Go there and get filled in on sometimes some BS, but you yeah. know, for the most part, pretty, pretty, pretty good news, especially about the world of Gundam. Yes, yes, and Tamino because he's a big fan. He's a big; uh, they're a big fan of his too. But, exactly. Um, I guess I'll start it real quick. My first impression after watching, I actually watched the show raw first, and that's without subtitles. While I was waiting for the subtitle version to come down later, and uh, finally watched it last night after the LSU Florida game. <laughs> And um, I was actually in a very good mood because LSU won. But besides that, um, I would have to say, I have reason. I would have to say my first impression after watching the show was, wow. And they finally did it. And I hope it continues through the how many episodes they're going to do. But they really did set the pace. I honestly believe that... Um and this is the first Gundam series that I can recall where they really introduced the whole ensemble. The first episode. Now we don't know everything about everyone, but we at least caught don't a glimpse. Even know half their names. Yeah, exactly. We 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 know there's a blonde ace. We know there's four pretty boys in charge of the in charge of the Gundams, and we know the Metal Gear made an appearance in the opening. 
was looking for Solid Snake, but yeah. I didn't see him. And 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 the kid, the kid blended in with the uh, the kid the might as well be Solid Snake with those moves he was pulling off at the oh beginning my. of the show. But um, no, it, it it was it was eye catching from the beginning. Now I know you're not a fan of Full Metal Alchemist, but uh, <laughs> you could you could see that this director Seiji, um, oh gosh, Matsu, I think it's Matsushima. Okay. He um he directed um he directed this he's directing this series as well, and um he's directed um another fan favorite of mine Die Guard which was excellent. It had its up his high points and low points, but for the most most part I own and love that show. It to me it's like the working man's Nadesco. But um <laughs> I also loved Full Metal Alchemist and I watched that as it was airing also and um that show had kind of a kind of a violence factor that um was unbecoming to most animes that nowadays not like the ultraviolet 80s and to see a gundam with the grit of war in it you know another one with you know kind of the grit of war introduced to you at the beginning yeah was was it sad to see but nice to see too and yeah because they usually spoon feed that to you exactly I mean, even, though e- I- even the opening for destiny which i i have a love-hate relationship with destiny that opening for that show was powerful and strong too yeah. but it was kind of that gloss over war yeah. that you're used to seeing in seed as opposed to um, the war that's in like Eighth MS Team, yeah. and um, well, Seed was pretty gritty. It just took a while for it to get gritty. That's true. I mean, it was pretty violent, especially the middle of that show. But back to this show. I mean, um, I thought it's just, hard. It's hard not to compare, right? <laughs> it is hard not to compare because I mean, you're talking what? Maybe Destiny was what a year and a half? Yeah, it was a year ago. Destiny actually. was Destiny yeah. was a year ago. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, my first thought of it, um, I just, when I, f- as soon as you see the opening credits, we're not going to go too much of what happened in the episode because we want to, we encourage everybody to watch it and we don't want to give any, mo- any spoilers, but it set a mood that was um, unique and it set a mood that was very un-Gundam-like, I think. Um, very, very much so. It, it spun on its head. I yeah. mean, for once, they went with four pilots instead of five. Yeah. Um, it, it's breaking a lot of formats. I didn't see a masked person in this show. And yeah. the last Gundam show I didn't see a masked person in was uh, outside, of the, is outside of the OVAs, the last Gundam series. I haven't. I can't think of one Gundam series where I didn't see someone in a mask. That, that has yet to be revealed. There may be someone who's actually, you know, has a veiled identity. Yeah. Um, who we don't know about yet, but... um. I mean, from jump, we didn't see someone with a mask, so that's a pretty good sign. We did have a blonde ace, which is always good to see. Well, you're always going to have them. Well, it's got to have that Char slash, that slash Roy yeah. um, um, factor in the show. <laughs> that, that's a staple of all mecha anime. Exactly. But, um, it is a crime. It. Yeah, it, it's just, it's a, it's a little bit different view. Um, it definitely seems like it's, I feel it's geared to an older audience. Um, the pilots seem older. Uh, they're not all kids. Uh, they're not all like high school dropouts, like it seems every Gundam pilot is. Yeah, the oldest one I believe is either twenty two or twenty four. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I it, mean they, they all have, probably have varied backgrounds. One of them is complete mystery. Right. And um, I know Setsuna, you got a little, um, you got a little taste of what his background was. Yeah, the main guy. The main guy, and uh, my favorite character so far is Lockon, the man, the the um, the, sniper. the sniper of the group, because he has an orange Haro. Yeah, holding it down with him. And, and then, beautiful. In, in addition <laughs> to what you were saying with the. Um, with the characters all being introduced in some way or form, at least shown at the beginning, right. we get to see all the factions right away, too. There doesn't seem to be any... I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some mystery faction probably moving in, but maybe not. But we see from right up that there's about three world governments, 
and then the main, the celestial being, and the people behind the Gundams. The Freedom Fighters. Yeah, you, you see that there's about four factions, and it's put right out in front of you. And there's no mystery, and, and you, you know that there's going to... You can see why there's a need for all these characters. Right. So, it, I mean... And you're interested in some characters, and you're wondering... How's these school? How are these school kids going to play a role in this whole this whole yeah. story? And who's the the glasses guy that's with the blonde ace? I think he's a mech designer. Maybe I, I don't know what his whole role in the series is. Yeah, it was interesting. The and people they actually introduced by name and had you know parts, you know, long speaking parts in there. It wasn't like they do sometimes in a lot of these shows where they just kind of run down. Oh yeah, by the way, aren't you the guy that did this? Blah 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 blah. That's funny. Huh? And no, they didn't do that. They just kind of. It just seemed like, boom! You're in the you're in the day of the life of these people, and you know, you got to just learn their background. You got to learn what, but you can kind of figure out that hey, this guy's a pilot. This guy's, you know, some type of government official, whatever. So it, it was very nice that they kind of did that too. Exactly. I just um, and the I, mech designs are very interesting. I I find especially with. The ones that are in, like the common soldier of these different world governments, they're very realistic. I think when it comes to realistic in our sense, mm-hmm. as in our reality here, as opposed to um, what you know you normally see in a yeah. Gundam series. I, what I hope to see is um, the, the effect of weight and gravity. Um, I know that they have this propulsion system, which probably just um, that probably just helps with all of that, so that the mechs don't handle like lead balloons. Yeah, and instead they handle like you know very very gingerly. That was know, the other kind thing of a I human like movement. That I noticed too. The mechs actually the one that flew in the in the seer in the first episode on Earth, it flew differently. Yeah. Then its legs and its arms kind of just hung there, as the main body just kind of moved it around. So there was a lot of good detail. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different detail than what they usually have in these uh, Gundam shows. I mean, you always hear, oh, it was great detail, but this was a different... It even looks like they looked at physics when it came to a lot of this stuff. Right. So, I mean, like I said, I, I hope I hope they can maintain this for the next however many episodes. I, I didn't really see... I don't even know if there's been an official word of how many episodes are going to be on this show. Well, I'm going to assume there's going to be 50 unless it I think that's what well. everybody's assuming, but I, I really hadn't seen... But once again, I haven't... I've been trying to stay away from all information about <laughs> it, and, and it helped. It helped this time because I came in with an open mind. It was like, you know, it just... It came out at me, and it was it was good. It was refreshing for once. I know about our, um, one of our favorite websites, MAHMA hq.net um, they list 50 episodes but there's not a promise that it will be 50 episodes I think it has to keep up the ratings which I don't think it'll have a problem because it's going to have viewers from a lot of demographics yeah. the old, the young women um, all those different um, audiences will be watching the show and, um, and I don't think it'll have a problem keeping up the ratings at all and um, I'm, I'm going to assume it's going to run at 50 episodes at least um, I hope so. in between 45 to 50 but um, that's just my speculation. Yeah, I'm sure that's what everybody's thinking. But and I and I hope they kind of do it because um, I think with kind of the pace and the storyline and, and the character base, it needs 50 episodes because, like we said, there's a lot of characters. They're not spoon feeding everything to us, but the pace is a pretty 
normal pace. It doesn't seem like it's going to be too slow, and it seems like... They didn't try to hit us with too much in the first episode also. Which was nice, too. Exactly. Because I think... And, and that not only goes with just Gundam shows, but a lot of these shows, um, a lot, and a lot of these mech shows especially, they sometimes do too much with technology mm-hmm. and trying to give you a whole, you know, a whole idea of what the world is like in that first 25-minute episode, which... Uh, can you know can kind of give you information overload sometimes exactly and could turn you off on the show and you don't want that I've seen too many anime shows where it tries to drop so much on you and and come off as a mystery but at the same time you just feel overwhelmed and you don't think you're going to be able to get grasp the whole story I mean me I like I like a challenge like that but a lot of people don't so you know they like to be eased on into a story and get to know the characters and I think that's a good transition to make they introduce a ton of characters but the ones we really got to know were Setsuna. Um, really, mainly him, the um, Patrick, uh, the uh, the uh, who probably will turn out to be the rival, the, right? The guy, the blonde he, guy, the the, the blonde, the blonde ace um, that's in the show, and the little Chun Li girl, yeah, the little Chun Li girl, <laughs> and the captain of um, the one celestial being ship. We got to see a little taste of her, yeah. But um, with that being said, are there any negatives about the show that um, you um might have? I know I have one. I I don't really have. I mean, I'm being really open-minded about it, so I don't have I don't have anything. I didn't find anything too negative uh, about what was going on in the show or, or how it flowed or anything like that. I'm sure I will as it gets as it gets going. But um, at this point, I was pretty pretty happy with the first episode. I was pretty happy that they finally broke the mold. Yeah. So, but what was your negative? Uh, My only gripe, and this is a, an aesthetic gripe. Is why does every manga, sh- why does every Gundam show as of lately have to look like a yaoi fest? Oh, I, I, and, and yeah. that's, I understand why um, they want to get the women viewer in there. They want to they want to entice the Gundam wing crowd to watch. Um, and I don't have a problem with the way the art style is now because I've seen it in animation. That's one of the things I had a problem with in Destiny is that the art style. The animation was too static in that show. But yeah. in this, the characters move the flow more smoothly, and I hope that it keeps up. I know that the director of Alchemist was pretty strong on keeping the budget of the show up on Alchemist, and I can't think of one episode of that show that looked bad animation-wise. So I hope they keep that tradition up in this series as well, and I hope he doesn't mess up the budget like the budget was messed up in Destiny. That's like yeah. a major gripe. and that's what, I don't want one... I don't even want one recap show. I want straight new episodes straight. If they want to take a break, take a break. But don't give us don't give us a filler show. Whatever yeah. you do, don't give us that. But <laughs> yeah, I guess that could be. I mean, if that's your only negative at this point, that's pretty good. And, that, and, yeah, exactly. And, yep. and yeah, I mean, I noticed that. But to be honest with you, I've seen that in all these shows now, and yeah, I've and gotten to a point now where I don't even. I don't even really bother with it anymore. That, that's it's true. Like, it's just a personal gripe, and yeah. I'll, I'll get over it. I just want to see a Gundam show. The last Gundam show that wasn't uh, Yaoi Fest was Turn A Gundam. Ironically, had a main character that looked like a chick, but you know, um, <laughs> the art style was yeah. from a woman, also like a chick. <laughs> exactly in some cases. Yes, and but at the same time, it had like a well-rounded art style. Like um, uh, the main artist for Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta Gundam, yes. Um, he um, it was very reminiscent of his art style, and yeah. I, I want to see that come back maybe in the next series. But that's okay. Like I said, yeah, the show looks the biggest great. Really. Exactly, the show looks wonderful. Thank you, Sunrise, for a new Gundam series, and thank you for breaking the mold, director, writers. Exactly.
exactly. producers because it definitely will uh, hopefully be an enjoyable experience. Exactly. But, uh, that comes to the conclusion of our first episode, or our first segment of the first episode, and our, and our thoughts on the first episode of Double Zero. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Gun. Damn, damn, damn. You've got the eyes of a soldier. <laughs> well, that takes a lot of guts, boy. Now I'm really impressed with you. Amaro, that your name? Yes, sir. If we should meet in battle, it'll be different. Good luck, Amaro. Uh, right. I see that Gundam mobile suit is back. Where exactly did it come from? What? How'd I miss? Good. Your aim is very accurate. Therefore, easy to predict. He's not trying to dodge me. I've only got one shot left. So I'll ditch the beam rifle. That pilot's making some excellent judgments. Tough man. But this is no Saku, boy. No Saku. So powerful. That's a pretty good job, Gundam. But you still haven't got me yet. He's coming. I knew it. Why, you're that young kid from the restaurant. It's incredible. Well, times have changed, haven't they? Now they're training kids like you to be pilots. Take that! Very impressive. But remember, you couldn't have won this battle through your own strength. You owe it all to the mobile suit's abilities and nothing more. Huh. You're a sore loser. Gundam, and our next segment is about what can, what can be done to increase the popularity of Gundam in the United States as well as the world. Um, I know that it's um, the biggest. It'll, it'll, I don't know if we have enough time. No, yeah, probably, probably not the world, <laughs> but at least the United States are, and 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 surrounding countries. Um, I can't it? comment on the world, but I can comment on the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a show that can be popular. In the United States, I just think that there has to be a commitment through Bandai and probably through whoever else distributes the stuff to probably the biggest thing would be to give us the full experience. I think, as I've learned, and probably you've learned yourself, Solbro, that when there's a lot of accompanying mangas, short stories, uh, novelizations that accompany all of these shows, and... I'll take a quick example. Anybody that's seen Gundam C, Kira Yamato, halfway through that show, he fights Athrin, the strike blows up. Next thing you know, you find him, he's in a hospital bed or something. He's on. He's he's not just in the hospital bed, oh, that's but right. he's in space. Yeah, he's in space. In a space colony. And he got blo- his mech blew up on Earth yeah. on a deserted island. Okay, how did he get there? 
Well, no explanation for <laughs> for about a about a year and a half. No one knew <laughs> until one day uh, some guy, I guess, went over to Japan, bought the manga, and you know did a translation for it. And then a few months later, they released it. So I think. I think having those tools in there, because I'm sure that probably turned off a lot of people. I mean, even myself, I enjoyed the show, but even I was like, to an extent, I'm like, WTF? I mean, I'm like, how is this guy, okay, he just blew up at the end of this episode, now he's up in space. You know, tell me. It just it goes to show that we only get part of the story. Yeah. When we when we watch it in the in the in the small door, then the small keyhole that we get to see the show in, the, the small perspective that we get to watch the show in Japan, you have a plethora, you have a smorgasbord yes. of other me- venues of media to to, to to take in the whole seed universe or the whole Gundam universe. Yeah. And at the same time, a show's running. You've got a manga that's out that's running in core in, in, in um, synchronization with the show, and when they get to certain points in the show, certain things are explained from yeah. other angles, and that's a, an amazing thing. Um, and what's the um, what is it? Sentinel, Gundam Sentinel, that, Gu- that weekly or monthly magazine? That oh, they Gundam have? Ace, Gundam Ace, Gundam yeah. Ace. Oh, Where they have the short stories in it too, and exactly. I mean, it's amazing. I'll go to these websites <laughs> and you find out about these characters that are super popular in Japan. Like who the heck is that? And then you find out, oh well, he's he's in the he's in the Zeta time arc, but he was in this story that was published in Gundam Ace exactly you know, five years ago. And you're like, what is going on? And then uh, another example is um, there's a girl in Seed who you probably caught a glimpse of, mm-hmm. but you don't really know that well. You just see her in the background, but um, she kind of looks like if you remember um, Ezog Jewel, yeah, who is a Zaf pilot, um. Uh, on the, on oh, the dark haired girl. Yeah. The dark haired girl. Yeah, who's supposed to be his woman. Yeah. And she's supposed to be a, a, a just 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 a whiz in the mech suit and she's just all around cool character and we know nothing about her. Yeah. We don't know the significance, but anytime people see her on the screen, they they lose their minds. Yeah. And you know, it, it 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 sucks not to have that kind of um information to know exactly the importance of this person or you know what they've done. Yeah, and that's something in their own their own history, and you know, to see that character, it would be a big deal. It's like seeing Gundam, um, the Mobile Suit Gundam movies, and reading the novel. Yeah, where you get to see um, Giran Zabi's um, secretary, secretary in the background and the and prime the, minister, and the prime minister, and know exactly who they are because you read the book. Yeah, and it's like that's an amazing thing when you actually can put all the pieces together. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, I th- I think the problem that they've had is the fact of basically. They're trying. I don't know if they're selling it in a way, or or maybe it was when Gundam first was introduced in the United States that animated series weren't taken as being adult shows. I think you know. I think now, the current time now, shows like Family Guy and, and you know, shows like that make you know. I hear a lot of people that you probably would think five years ago they would watch a cartoon yeah. and enjoy it. And I, I almost think back when Gundam was introduced, um, you know, people probably discounted. Plus, the way Cartoon Network kind of showed it. At the yeah, they, not, not only did they show it in the afternoon, a uh, yeah. cut up, but then at night they showed it uncut in concurrence with the, with the daily showing. So those who wanted to see it, some people watched the show twice because they wanted to see the brand new episode and watch it again uncut at night. So it gave it a, it gave it double the um, double the exposure. Yeah. And I thought that was the neatest thing. And then um, I thought they were going to do the same thing with Mobile Suit Gundam, which had the opposite effect that Mobile Suit Gundam Wing had, 
where Mobile Suit Gundam really took off because it was a show that's easily digestible. And Mobile Suit Gundam, let's face it, I love Mobile Suit Gundam to death, but it's an old show. <laughs> and I'm old. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I grew up with shows looking like that, so I got no problem watching the show from the 70s. No problem whatsoever. And the adaptation of it, I thought, was excellent. Even though you know it's in English, um, I have no problem with English dubs as long as they're done right and they're entertaining. But Gundam was an excellent show. I taped every episode that I possibly could until um, September the 11th, where they canned the show because, you know, of, of what obvious happened reasons, for yeah. obvious reasons. They did but that to a lot of shows. They did that to yeah. a lot of Any show having warfare in it, they took off the air. But it was also an excuse because it was not doing well in the ratings. It wasn't doing Gundam Wing well. And how could it? Gundam Wing is a show that has a lot of aesthetics to it that make it appealing. Mobile Suit Gundam, it's not so much about the mechs. It's not so much about Flash. It's more so about the characters and survival and the base things that war um, puts upon people. And it was... To me, it's a much better show than Gundam Wing, but it will never be appreciated in the United States. And And I think the thing when you said about the look, I think the biggest problem is not necessarily it looked old, or anything like that, but the the Mobile Gundam still had the flashes of the Super Robot show in it. I yeah. mean, you still had you know the transformation. Uh, there was some no, gimmicky, the docking sequence. There I was mean, some gimmicky things in that. In, in let's that be honest, as well. Gun Tank. Yeah. I mean, even though it's the baddest mobile suit ever, ever created. Baddest. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> the most powerful suit ever. It it, it looks a little hokey, yeah. but um, and, and it got the job done. And That's definitely they updated it when. When they did the the movies a few years later, they retired him early, and I think maybe that might be the best thing for them to do if they were to reintroduce it is to show the movies, because from what I understand, reading a lot of websites and whatever, that is considered the canon now. Is the, the show movies. is a separate thing, but the Mobile Suit Gundam movies are the canon because there's there's halfway through the show there's some differences that I can happens. accept. I can't. Yeah. Ex- I can't accept the Zeta movies, which came out recently, as becoming canon, no matter what. Oh, no, yeah. Th- that that's a separate topic, right there. But they, uh, they cut out way too much. They cut out Dorf. Uh, they cut out um, Jafar. Oh. Uh, uh, they cut out short speech. Yeah, and I, that that's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that would be a, that would be a good way. Um, I think, I think probably the biggest problem they have here also is in Japan. Gundam is mark cross marketed with a lot of models and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's how it really took off. The problem here in the United States is is models and things like that. A lot of times are, are thought of as toys and hobbies. And so I think people hobbies. automatically discount it in that way. Exactly. And, and remember the advertising campaign they used to have for Gundam. Yeah. For the Gundam models, where they were really trying hard to make it. Hip. Oh, you could tell because they, were, they had like they, they had, had the like five twenty year old kids. Yeah, twenty you know college kids. They had the five different levels, like yeah. level one that was like the the really lowest you could go, and went into level simplest. five, which is basically high grade, uh, high grade, yeah, high grade or um, master grade or yeah, this yeah. Is the, the highest grade you could get. But um, they really tried for a while, like in the early, yeah. no, the late nineties, early two thousands. But so somehow it just wasn't doing it. Now there was an announcement recently where um, when Bandai and Namco joined it together that they were going to put out a new effort. To um, get Gundam known worldwide, yeah, um, and I may, it may have something to coincide with the 30 year anniversary, which will be in 2009. Yeah, and I think that's probably the only way they can really get it popular in the states yeah. is is do a concerted, a concentrated effort 
to on the 30th anniversary and you know they're doing a pretty good job with double zero i mean we're 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 talking about this after the first episode of double zero aired um and in one of our prior segments we gave our thoughts about it and pretty much i think if if that show kind of goes the way that it seems like it's going that could be one of those show it could be the show that could Revigorate it could. the Gundam franchise in the United States. It could and, do it, but yeah, they're definitely going to have to do something you with can, with the 30 year anniversary. You can tell that it has a more international cast in this series. Yeah, I you can already I can already see it as opposed to um, Seed, mainly Japanese. Most yeah. of the characters are Japanese. It was it had an international. I'll be honest cast with you. Too. It doesn't seem like they've had an international cast since probably Zeta. No, since um, Turn A. Turn A was the most international I've ever seen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> turn A, and, and a lot of people out there hate Turn A, but I love Turn A to death. It's the anti-Gundam show, but by far. <laughs> Victory, Victory was it was all like Western Europeans. It seemed like. Yes, it was. Uh, like you said, Seed, it was like all Japanese, Wing. Or wing. They it, were supposedly different, but those kids were all the same. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how Katra was an Arabite. And I could I could take that statement back about the most international cast because G Gundam had a pretty international oh. cast too. Right. I mean that, that that was the whole focus. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but um. Well, no, I, I understand what you're saying, and and it, and it seemed everything was a little bit more varied, and yeah, because a seed it was it seemed like every character was from Japan, yeah, except for a few of them. Exactly. Um, I mean, and they all had that Japanese anime character look to them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would probably be the biggest thing. Um, I, I really think the thing that they really got to focus on is bringing the whole thing, in, bringing the whole, you know, the whole plate of what they have. Really, because you get you get confused. You know, I think that would help it. Really quick, what would be your game plan if you were working at Bandai and you were given the task of actually um, promoting Gundam in the in, in the states? What would be your first step? In order, um, to, um, in order to get people interested in it again, I think probably what I would do first, and I've only read what was available here in the U.S., but I would probably take uh, the Gundam: The Origin mangas or gum, or they're more graphic novels than anything, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically a reimagining of what happened in Mobile Suit Gundam, where there's so many different twists and everything that we could, you know, you would. Uh, we don't have time right now to talk about um, and probably go on some reintroduce those in some type of bound form and go to different conventions uh, book clubs and kind of pushing it because every anime convention any, every major and, and, and anime, comic book convention anime, you can I would say uh, foreign literature yeah um, bring more of the novels over here yeah because I mean I'll be honest with you from what I read I was very impressed with uh, the writing um, I, I almost think I mean, I know graphic novels in the U.S. have got mad popularity right now between, like, 300 and 30 days a night and all that. And I almost think those, uh, the Gundam, the Origin books are on par and might be, you know, a little bit better than some of the graphic novels that everybody's going crazy about here. To me, Gundam, the Origin, in, in graphical form, is the best rendition of Gundam outside of the novel. Yeah. Outside of the novel, Gundam, the Origin was is really stunning. And if I was to make the first step for the 30th anniversary, that would be the show that would commemorate um, Gundam by reanimating Gundam as Gundam, the Origin. They could do it as an OVA series, but I'd like to see them take that that manga and animate it because it's, it's fantastic. And you and get more knowledge about the characters 
and they spend more time developing developing the characters and laying out the scenarios that happen, and it's, it's amazing. But yeah, what we, I'm sorry. The only other thing I would do is, especially right now with a lot of movie star actors, that you're finding out they're into a lot of these different shows. Like, like Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, whatever. I think you need to kind of approach them and, um, you know, and, and kind of do it in that aspect, uh, too, because I think, you know, unfortunately, the United States is a... <laughs> We're kind of a, uh, a country of sheep, so <laughs> if there's somebody popular that likes something, that's everybody flocks to them. But what, what would quickly would be your um, I'm solution? On, I'm on par. Actually, um, my first step instead of um, trying to do Gundam the Origin, I would push Double Zero. Double Zero looks like a show that can probably yeah. be very well liked. I don't know if Cartoon Network has it in them to really promote the show. Like, well, the to. only problem that we got with Cartoon Network mm-hmm. is that they that show and it goes back to the debacle with Seed when they released it here in the States. Yeah. should never been on Toonami. It should never been. It should have um, been an adult it swim. It should have been an adult swim. But the thing about adult swim is they don't, they, they, they rag on a lot of their anime except for maybe Ghost in the Shell and Full Metal. Mm-hmm. And, but um, it, it, to, to me there's a battle at William Street where half the people like anime and half the people don't. So they're going to, but the money makers are the comedy shows. Right. That's where all the ratings are at. They're going to concentrate on those. Anime, it's kind of a, let's give back to the fans who helped Toonami become what it was. Yeah, Adult Swim, And basically. who have grown up. And this is our charity to you. We're going to show these anime shows. Maybe one of them will be popular, but most of them aren't. Aren't. I'd try to find another channel or venue that's willing to take a chance on yeah. this show. Um, I can't think of one right now, but I think that um, they could find the right channel to put Gundam on. Numerous Gundam series would have um, Double Zero be the figurehead of that uh, of, of that block to get people's interest back in it. I think you have something there. There's stars. Yeah. And stars shows a lot of anime now. How about they, them? They always did. Exactly. They're a pay channel, but you know what? If they had a block dedicated to anime on a certain day, I think people would watch. Yeah. And and you, I, you would have to do it on a cable channel that most everybody's going to get, and it's probably not a premium because, like, just for example, IFC has got Samurai 7, which exactly. is an excellent show, but who gets that unless you have satellite? You're the only person, you know. Or, or digital cable. Well, I have it on, I have it on mine. Oh, so. do you? Yeah. It must, it must be an upgrade then. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I guess, I mean, this is going to be kind of an ongoing debate. I mean, we don't know... You know, we don't even know what they're trying to accomplish. But um, if you um, if you frequent the MAHQ boards, um, be, be on the lookout for a subject about this up there because we want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, and we'll touch upon this more in a later show and honestly voice your opinions on this. And it may help to it actually may help the effort. Yeah, because we f- we feel a lot of these shows are great shows and they're superior shows to a lot of what's being shown out there. And, yeah. and you know, um, it, it's a shame that they don't get to do that. But um, anyway, that's the end of this segment. But um, like uh, like I said, um, like I said before, please uh, please uh, continue listening. We'll be moving on to the next segment in just a moment. And you've been listening to Gundam. You're a Gundam genius. You must have a Gundam IQ of 160. Huh, look at that. This is so bro you. And when you have a free moment, check out these cool websites. M A H Q dot net. And that stands for the Mecha and Anime Headquarters. They have information and reviews on a variety of animes, as well as specs on Mecha from your favorite series. Check out the forums and see what the regulars are saying about Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. A-E-U-G dot blogspot dot com. And that website is Ganada. 
And that's your number one news site for all things Gundam. But watch out for those spoilers on Gundam Double Zero, though. FTSshow.com. And that's for the podcast that started it all. Flip the script. Anime, video games, movies, TV, and music are a few of the subjects that are tossed about in a roundtable discussion by six very different individuals. Boy Wonder, Dr. Encyclopedia Black, Lee Majors, and Shoji Ramuro, as well as the host of Gundam, Neil Loranoke, and Sobro Ryu. GundamOfficial.com That's Gundam O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L dot com And that's for the official website of Gundam, of course. It's um, managed by the guru of Gundam himself, Mark Simmons. For those who had missed out on Simmons' mega fan site and extensive wiki of mobile suits in the late 90s, labeled the Gundam Project, now's your chance to see the second coming of it at GundamOfficial.com. www.myspace.com slash Gundam the show. That's G-U-N-D-A-M-N the show. And last but not least is the website for the unofficial podcast for all things Gundam and Mecha, Gundam. Check us out on MySpace, and if you're a member, add us as a friend and give us your opinions on the Mecha series you enjoy. Peep these cool websites when you get a minute. Now, back to... You maniacs! Damn yous! Gun- Damn yous all Back to Gundam, and we're going to hit a quick little topic here, kind of a little bit funner topic for everyone out there, but you always hear about, like, must-see TV, and that was, like, what was that, like, NBC in the 90s or something, and we're going to do a quick thing of must-see mech anime, including just all the other different types of mech anime and Gundam. So, bro, what would be, for the mech fan, what would be your what would be a must-see show that you would... A must-see show that's probably not very well-known. I'd have to say Gunbuster. <laughs> Gunbuster is up there. Um, Gunbuster is uh, anime from Gainax, to be put about your Evangelion. And although I haven't seen all of it, at the time it came out, it was very unique. It, it took the yeah. super robot genre and kind of turned it on its head. You had female pilots instead of male pilots. You had the most powerful mech in the universe um, mechanic, like in um, Space Runaway Ideon. And it was very, um, it, 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 was, it, was, it was a very emotional anime, and it was, it was very unconventional. Um, one of my friends, uh, one of our um, co-hosts on our show, Flip the Script, Shoji Romero, loves that show. He's a big advocate for old school anime, and he'll stand by Gunbuster to this day. There's also a sequel to Gunbuster called Gunbuster 2, which came out recently. And um, it's it's excellent. How about you? What's your one? What's what's one of well, the, one if it was something that somebody enjoys Mac and they you know they want something a little bit different and something enjoyable and kind of the super robot uh, genre, I would have to say King of Braves Go Gaga. Of course, because <laughs> I I would say any person that enjoys any type of Mac anime, if it's Gundam, Robotech, whatever it might be. That show is just amazing, and you may think it's a toy commercial. Oh, but and it is. Pro- that's probably what it started out as oh. being. 
but I mean, we were told about this show at a mech panel like two years ago, and we knew about it, but we really didn't know how great the show was. But being told about the show and how big of a turn it makes about the middle of the show. Well, it's it's not even that. It's it's the the turn is there, but I'm not going to go too much into it. But it's one of these shows where it could have. It's about 50 episodes long. It could have ended on three separate occasions, and you would have been fine. Actually, the first time is like around like halfway through, a little over halfway through, right? Like episode 31, 32. And there's this big battle. Everything's, you know, everything goes the way it needs to go. And you know what? It could have ended right there. And you'd been fine. But no, they had to keep it up. <laughs> but that. I would have to say more than anything. And yes, it looks like a kid's show. It was originally intended as a kid's show. But when they realized their audience was mostly t- uh, like t- older teenagers and adults, about midway through, the show takes this paradigm shift, and it's, it, it, it keeps on rocking and doesn't stop. I've never seen anything that's so much fun, but actually makes sense. They do things in that show that... If you looked at it on paper, you would say there's no way that this actually would work. <laughs> but that show is flawless. I mean, the way it's written and everything. And it is just, I mean, and you don't, there, there's not one down thing to it. I don't, there's not, I don't, I don't, there's not one negative aspect in that whole show between the villains, heroes, everything in between. It is just, it's fun. It's a great adventure. And, you just every after every episode, you just want more. Oh my gosh! Yes, I need to see this show. Yes, <laughs> what, what would be another one that you would have to say? Oh man, I either hit the audience with um, a subject that we'll talk about later on, and probably a segment that we'll take up a whole segment. But the classic or Battler Dunbine. Oh boy! Oh my god! That show is gruesome and so awesome at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you take you take the you take the you take the concept of uh, uh was it an Englishman? And, oh no, I. I was it? Uh, it's a fairy tale. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. But it take take the story of um, a Yankee in King Arthur's court. Yeah, and spin it into a mech show, which was supposed to be aimed for like a romance, but ended up turning out to be kind of like the most unconventional mech show ever made. <laughs> and unconventional romance. Unconventional. All from this from the start to the finish, the show was so different. And there's a there's a turning point in the show that you're so happy to see happen <laughs> yeah. because they kind of allude to it. And then when they finally get into it, it just brings a whole new dynamic to the show. But as the show presses forward, um, I won't say anything about the ending, but it's powerful. And there's a one particular death towards the end that is the coldest death I've ever seen in anime, next to maybe one in the day on. Yeah. But um, that is um, that show is ex- excellent. Um, the mech design is very unique. The characters are all um, they're all against the grain. You got a character that's angst filled, but he's also a contradiction to himself. Um, you just you have you have these characters that some of them are working out of necessity. Um, one of them, shot weapon, he created the um, the R battlers, which are the the, the mobile suits in the mecha of the, the show. Dudes ever. But I mean, in his position, he was nobody in the in the regular world, our world that we live in. But he went to this world, he became a god, and he milked it for everything that it was worth. As one of the best villains there is. Oh too. my goodness! But um, before I go on, check out R Battler Dunbar, and it's out in the United States. It's Produced through ADV Films, and a lot of sites are blowing it out so you can get it for cheap. But um, what, what's another one of your greatest hits? Mm. As something for the anime fan that wants something, or the mecha fan that wants something different, I would say Faulkner. Sir. Dead Aggressor Faulkner. <laughs> um, it's a newer show, 
and it, 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 it's, it looks a little bit like you know, the character design is a little bit like Gundam Seed. The same character design. It's not the, it's not that show. A completely at the least, different show. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that it got to me was just the, the pace of the show, uh, the use of music in the show, which I thought was amazing. Um, I think sometimes, and, and this this encompasses all types of movies or shows. A lot of a lot of shows and movies don't know how to use music to do the mood. A lot of times they just put music for whatever reason, just because they have to, or it's something hot, or whatever it might be. But this right. thing, this show, I mean, they took like orchestra music and put it to a regular show, mm-hmm. and each one of those, yeah, it pretty much seems throughout the whole show. There's not a point where there's dead air it always seems like there's music going on and it seems like that music is is not only you not only see what's going on but with that music you can feel it it's utilized very well oh yeah and then the ending is i mean it's one of the one of the better endings when it comes to uh just using common sense for once which is kind of a uh (laughs) <laughs> it can be a far cry in the old uh, mech and anime world. On but. top, on top of that, when I watched that show, I got the horrified feeling I was watching the slasher film at the same time. Yeah, you know what? It does seem like kind of like it, a slasher. It film. is like a, it has that kind of has that that pacing because of a slasher the, film because, because the enemy comes out of nowhere. Enemy is so mysterious and menacing yeah. that you know, and any one of these characters can go at any minute. And that's like one of the one of the things about the show that they held nothing sacred. It held nothing yeah. sacred at all. And you're watching, and it's like, dude, <laughs> how are they gonna beat these people? <laughs> how are they gonna beat this enemy? I, yeah, because it, it was it was one of the shows where it was really hopeless. Yeah, I mean, it was a hopeless situation. It was a, the it, mankind's dwindling. There's nobody left to fight except for maybe these these few people who are fighting to survive themselves. Yeah. And now the weight of the world is on their shoulders. Yeah, and um, it was just. Most it, enjoyable. Yeah, the, the, I, I, I have to say, from watching the show, I really, really, it, it really stands out in my top ten. Would be, would be another one you would think here because we got not too much more time around. But what, what do you think another must see would be? One of the all time, one of the all time classics is um, Super Dimensional Fortress Macros. Yeah, but everybody's seen that show. Man. Everybody's seen that. Um, that's not. I mean, it's, it's that, a must see. That's a mu- that's a must see that everybody knows about. So. Instead, I think I'll, I think all these uh, Mech fans have seen. <laughs> yes, I, I guess they've all graduated that show. Then yeah. um, another one I have to say is Argento Soma. I think oh, okay. that, that show itself. I've never seen it in its entirety, but I enjoyed to, what I saw. To me, I like the whole mysterious element behind the show, the whole Shakespearean element behind the show. Um, I forget what Shakespearean play it's a lot like, but you know, you have this main character who who lost the woman that he loves. And he has a second chance at life. It, he kind of makes a Faust, Faustian bargain with um, with the guy who pretty much is or like the devil in order to get his revenge on a monster that you know he believes maliciously killed his woman. And it just happens to be a mech show, <laughs> but it's very character driven. I like the main character a lot, although he came off as a complete jerk to most of the characters. <laughs> um, but he was very anti lead like. You know, he's not the he's not the um, not the dashing, the dashing hero. He's angry. He's mad. Yeah. He is out for revenge, but I'd he's cold too. and calculating. And he was just he was an, he was a fascinating character to watch. And so were the rest of the cast. They were all <laughs> all interesting. And I like that show. Uh, everybody again, another series is out here in America. Go go find it if you can. It's box set. It yeah, so I check saw, it out. I saw parts of it, and I I never like saw it in its entirety or like even in order. Right. <laughs> but it was uh, it's it seemed pretty good. But it definitely seemed I was a little lost though. So I mean, I, I definitely have to go back on that. 
<laughs> Myself. What would be another show for the Mech fan? That would be a must-see. I would know a must-see show for the Gundam fan that I know is... Actually, it would be two. Mm-hmm. And I'll let the other one for old Soul Bro. But I would say for me, and I know people, a lot of people haven't seen this. If you're going to Gundam, Gundam would be Gundam X. Yes, sir. Because it's the old, uh, if I don't know if anybody ever read comics, but the old Marvel What If series where they'd be like, you know, what if Gwen Stacy lived, you know, and they, and they go through that. This is basically the Gundam. It's Gundam. the one-year war version. The of, worst uh, case scenario edition. <laughs> it's the one-year war edition of what if, uh, what if all the colonies fell instead of just like one or two that happened in the actual exactly. uh, Mobile Suit Gundam show. But characters were great. Uh, just had a different feel. Uh, had a real feel of hopelessness, and, and it also had the most one of the most consistent stories in Gundam, oh, and, and that and that's yeah. mainly attributed to the fact that one writer wrote the entire show, which is uh, which is really really it, it's a it's an endeavor if you think about it because usually a writer has a staff of writers helping him along, and he did, but at the same time he mapped out an entire show, so that's why the show seems so solid. But it's also in the kind of an anthology series too. Yeah, and the, and what was nice about it too is everything is in story arcs. Yep. So it wasn't there wasn't one it wasn't like at the first episode they're trying to achieve this and you know by the end of by the end of the show they're going to achieve that. Mm-hmm. It was just like the day in the life of these people and the little adventures that they have and uh, it was it was actually pretty interesting and the other cool thing about it was the varying designs of the grunt suits. The grunt suits that were left over just didn't look like anything that really he had seen in Gundam and they looked all different you could tell they were all done by different countries or whatever leftovers and but. two of the most menacing Gundams ever were in that show <laughs> and um, they were yeah. they, and it's, it was funny because there were five Gundam pilots but they were not unified oh, they were three, not at all there were three on one side and two on the other and the two were like I said like like um Ryu Soma and Argento Soma, they were angry. Oh. They had vengeance on their minds. They had, and they had a reason to be angry. And they had a reason to be angry. And once you learn that reason, you can kind of relate to them. You know, they're kind of mad in an insane kind of way, but, you know. You understood why they were so You, you understood where they were coming from. And yeah. and that show was just, to me, it was very well developed. If there's any Gundam series that deserves a sequel or continuation, it's that show. Because it got cut in its prime, ah. because of bad ratings. Because the audience wanted a Gundam Wing type show, and they didn't, they didn't want to understand Gundam. And by that time, they were burned out on Gundam too. If you think yeah. about it, oh, yeah, they, they had two other Gundam series back to back: G Gundam and, and Wing Gundam. And you know, by the time X rolled around, they were looking for, they were more so looking for a continuation of Wing, and they didn't get it. No, not at all. So they tuned out and they shafted the show, and it never got to run its full course. But, but that goes to your musty. Oh my God, musty. Suffered just as much as that. One. Oh my gosh, my must see of Gundam. Are you talking about Turn A Gundam? Oh my be. gosh, the Ungundam. <laughs> the Ungundam Gundam. The Ungundam. That show, it, it is another Gundam series that did not follow a formula. You have one Gundam in the entire series. Yeah. I think Tomino, Tomino, Yoshiki Tomino, the, um, the Grandmaster Gundam, when he brought it, when he made his comeback, he made that Gundam series to be the most unmarketable Gundam show you could ever make. Yeah. I mean, the, the mech designs were unlike any Gundam series you ever saw. I like the design of the Turn Gundam. It is awkward looking, but it's very unique looking out of all of them, and it yeah. stands out. It, um, there's a game called Gundam vs. Gundam that's coming out soon for the arcade and for the systems. Um, if you put all those Gundams in the lineup in that game, that's the one that's going to stand out the most because okay. it's so unique looking. But the lead was different. I think Tomina probably wanted a female lead, couldn't do it. Sunrise wouldn't approve it, so he made a character that was male. 
I mean, if, if they really wanted to be breakout in that show, they could have made the lead of that show a woman that was a lesbian. That would have been nuts. <laughs> well, I mean... That would have been nuts. Even though even though, <laughs> even though it, was, it wasn't a girl, it was still it, it, a minority pilot. A minority pilot. On I top mean, of that... first minority pilot. It was, it was, it was like, watching better. that show, it was the complete flip. I never, I never thought that Tomino would ever have, and Tomino would ever do that. But he's been, he's, he's been more of a groundbreaker now than it's he was the back in the day. First black person they've ever seen in Japan have yeah. those people. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, old Yo MTV raps. Thing. Exactly. No, but, it was, uh, it was definitely good. I, I enjoyed it. It was, um, and once again, it was one of those kind of what if things where um, it wasn't so much as a Gundam X where it was what if, but it was, you know, the Gundams and all the. And, in every show, they're the most powerful uh, mechs, most powerful weapons in the world. Exactly. And that thing destroyed the world. Exactly. And it was kind of the what-if thing of where the technology just got out of hand. And, you know, here's this weapon, and it took care of everything. And uh, But, yeah, I would I would agree. It is a must, must see. It, it is. And uh, uh, one final note about that show. Um when watching it uh there is uh i just think that tomino instead of making tragedy on a wide scale in that show yeah. he made it more personal there's a couple episodes but tragic things happen and oh. remorselessly and then on top of that the finale of that show the last the last five minutes to me almost made me want to cry because of one character yeah. one character and how of course you saw it was going to play out that way but it's, it's classic Tomino fashion. Yeah. It's, it's the Frau Bo Without syndrome. killing her. If you're familiar with Frau Bo from Gundam, you realize there's another character in the show that t- plays a Frau Bo role. Oh. And she did not deserve that sh- that, that stuff. And um, anyway, uh, let me not go on. But um, ter- uh, Turn A Gundam, excellent show. Watch it with your children. Well, those, <laughs> those, are, those are just some of our thoughts on some of the, um, the bus Because by, ta- by the time y'all have kids, that show will be out here in America. Yeah. <laughs> and popular. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, those are just a, a few of our must-sees. I'm sure this will be a kind of a, uh, a segment that we'll be coming back to here and there, especially when we don't have anything else to talk to or we discover new things. But um, And if anyone out there has any must-sees that maybe we haven't seen or whatever, give, uh, contact us. We'll uh, get our website information towards the end of the show here. So, All right, and that concludes this segment. We'll see you guys in a little bit. All right. I demand to know what you think you're doing. I was wondering what it is you're fighting for, Mr. Bright. This is not the time to get philosophical on me, Amaro. Stand up this instant. Hey, why don't you leave me alone? If you're so eager to send Gundam into battle again, why not pilot it yourself? What? I'd do it if I could. I don't need a kid to tell me how I should do my job. Yeah, well, I don't see why I have to do something just because I can. I'm standing out thinking, this nigga really is lost. First of all, you don't slap a man. You shouldn't have hit me. I don't like that tone. You got no right. Not even my own father hit me before. Okay. I mean, even when slapping was fashionable, it, you know, they did it in Paris. The guy would come up. I'm at. I challenge you to a duel. 
They would have a gunfight after that. You had somebody had to go. Obey my orders. Don't like it? Feel free to hate me. I don't care. Gun damn damn. Well, folks, that finishes up the first inaugural episode of Gundam, the unofficial podcast of all things Gundam and Mech. This is uh, Neo Lornoak, and this is Soul Bro Ryu. And we will see you hopefully in about two weeks with another show, a uh, couple more topics, a couple more segments, and definitely some feedback and our thoughts on the next two episodes of Gun- uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. As, uh, and we'll be looking for your feedback on the mahq.net boards, and uh, we'll be posting topics and whatever you put up there. Uh, we'll talk about on the show, and, 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 and we want to involve the uh, we want to involve our, our listeners. So that's that's a big thing with us. And um, and how can our listeners beside how can they get in touch with us again? There's two ways. You can check the um, the website that we have set up so far, and that's www.myspace.com/slash/gundam/the show. G-U-N-D-A-M-N-T-H-E-S-H-O-W. And you can also email us at, um, no, sorry, Gundam.CFL. Sorry, Gundam at CFL.RR.com. And, of course, it's Gundam as in G-U-N-D-A-M-N. <laughs> but uh, we'll be looking forward to everybody's comments and uh, emails. Uh, once again, just give us any things that your thoughts, any shows that we might want to check out, your thoughts of different things. Um, like we said, uh, everything, any, anything dealing with Mac, uh, especially Gundam, we'll definitely talk about. And we look forward to all that. And hopefully... The, the MySpace page is actually kind of new, so we're going to be definitely putting some things on there. We'll probably start doing some blogs here and there, exactly. especially, especially a section, I'm sure, dealing got, with double zero. I've got a lot to say. But <laughs> once again, uh, you've been listening to Gundam. Uh, this is the first episode, the inaugural episode, so history has been made on October 7, 2007, and with... This is uh, Neil Lornoak signing off along with Sobro Ryu. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Wow, this is pretty cool. Though I'm still kind of new at this. Gun Damn is a Shinjuku Station production. Whatever you say, chump, let's go! Die Guard! Take! Take.